0: It's
1: true. Thank you Lord. Okay. Well, don't don't come out of that place. Just keep cuz I'm I'm going to speak firstly into your spirit not into your mind. Into your spirit, not into your mind. Okay? There's a lot of people struggle because everything that goes on, goes on here for them. But you are born again by the Spirit of God in your spirit. Amen? You have a new heart. You have a beautiful spirit. And this is where you are born again. Your mind gets transformed and renewed. As you allow the word to speak into you. So, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen this morning. But I know for some people, there's going to be a release. And I don't know if it means that you will weep like you've never wept before. I don't know if it means that you will go home and feel maybe overcome by some things that you've known but that have not actually been allowed to express themselves out of you yet. It's pretty certain to me that this whole country, if not the world, is in a time of mourning right now. I've been fairly convinced about this since the Queen died uh, and that huge outpouring of grief. And it was interesting, I was talking to a, um, a lovely brother just on Tuesday actually who is married to Uh, a Hungarian lady and as we were talking I began to talk about beauty for ashes because that's what we've been talking about the whole of last weekend and the weekend before that it it became a a big thing to me Um, but evidently this lady um, from Hungary Just one of the days that the grieving and the mourning was going on for the Queen, she just began to weep. And he looked at her and said, Well, you didn't, you know, you're not English. And she said, No. He said, Well, you don't really know that much about the Queen. She said, No. He said, Well, why are you crying? She said, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Why I'm crying, and I think there's a lot of people who are gonna go into a time, a period of mourning. And I don't mean, I don't mean we're all gonna be sad and upset forever. I mean that this is gonna happen, perhaps privately for a lot of people. Um, it'll just be something that you begin to deal with with Jesus. But during this time, you will have to give up some thoughts that you have held on to for a long time, some judgments, some opinions. You're going to have to give it up. Because if you don't give it up, eventually, it'll sour. It'll do something inside you That will actually turn to something else. It'll turn to bitterness or resentment or hate or anger. But you're going to have to give up some of the things that you've held, some of the judgments, some of the thoughts, because the truth is, you only know a little bit. Tell yourself that. I only know. A little, little bit of everything that is happening. My mind does not comprehend or understand what is going on everywhere. I do not understand every situation that is happening. I do not have the insight or the ability to know about all those things. And yet my mind would want to judge and opinionate and be very harsh about all sorts of things, if I allowed it to. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because it's really important as we go into this time now that we can just give these things to Jesus. You really don't know. You really don't. He knows. And the only way that you can really know anything is when you know Him. And when you hear Him. Otherwise, you know nothing, because it has no life. Do you understand me? And if you know something and it has no life, then all that happens is that harsh words come out. Horrible thoughts create an environment. And I know, I mean, I, I, I probably sense this, you know. I'm in all sorts of situations and deal with all sorts of things, And I realize the more that I go on that I only know a a really little small fraction of everything that's going on. I don't know everything about you. You don't know everything about me. And I just have to humble myself continually to know anything at all that has got any life in it at all. So we just need to just lift those things off us. Just lift them off. And give them a Jesus. So, I want to talk about beauty for ashes because there's a beautiful, um, a couple of weeks ago, there's been so much going on. A couple of weeks ago, I was at a conference um, for Isaiah 61, which is a new ministry charity that he started, and I was there for a few days, and it was a beautiful time. And of course, Isaiah 61, uh, I just want to read it. Well, part of, part of a verse, which is really verse 3 of Isaiah 61, it says, part, part of the anointing is this, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. Beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. That's what the anointing does. That's the anointing. And the anointing, of course, lives inside of you the anointing does not live outside of you it lives inside of you because Holy Spirit lives inside of you this is good news isn't it Huh? he's inside us he's inside you right now right where you sat you didn't have to do anything he's just there right now beautiful you didn't have to do anything not a thing Huh? just loves you he's just kissing you all over right now he's licking you just loves you, huh? and down your face. Mm. Just loves you, huh? God, that's it, just let him. Let him, he loves you. He's inside you. He thinks you're wonderful. You're precious. You're beautiful, huh? This is you I'm talking to. So the Holy Spirit is here already. And he is the anointing inside us. And of course, we know this. That in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 27, I believe it is, it says that this anointing that lives inside you is there to teach you. So you don't don't need anyone to teach you anything. It doesn't mean to say that no one teaches anything. It means that actually because the Holy Spirit is in you, you understand the truth because he's here inside you and he says, yes, yes, yes. So even though you might not like me, and of course some of you probably might not like me at this moment. I don't know. I, I just, okay, you might not. You might be upset with me. You might be. It doesn't really matter because nonetheless, I'm carrying Jesus and I'm carrying the Word of God. And when I speak, something happens that there is a release of what is in me and it goes to what is in you. And something in you, like a little... a little. Uh, Dunlop man inside goes, woo, woo, huh, something, Michelin man, you know, like little Michelin man, Woo. there's something happens on the inside of you as the word is released and as the power of the spirit works in between us two, there's something that happens, that's all that happens, it's not really me that's teaching, it's not Adam that's teaching, it's the Holy Spirit that teaches us, so the anointing teaches you all things, that's beautiful, isn't it? So you can relax, keep relaxed. But also we know that the anointing, it says that Jesus was anointed and he went around doing good works, healing all those who were oppressed. I believe that's Acts 10 and verse 38. So, so, so we can see that the anointing also is a healing anointing. Because of course, if we carry in the life of God, then the life of God is in us to do everything that he needs to do within us. To bring us everything. That's a beautiful thing, isn't it? So the anointing's here on the inside of you. And the anointing wants to work inside you, to teach you, to heal you, to lead you, to kiss you, to sing to you, to talk to you. He's here. Just take a moment right now. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Just thank him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here right now inside my heart, in my spirit teaching me loving me kissing me hmm? just let him do it thank you jesus thank you lord we want to be people of the spirit lord i want to be moving in your spirit in your love lord i want to thank you father so it was interesting that during this conference this isaiah 61 conference there was a a gentleman that stood up, there was only a few of us, there was about 12 of us, and he said, I've just been over to Ireland, I've just been to Belfast, and he said, I was there for three days, and I realised, as I was there, that people were carrying heavy weight, and they didn't really realise that they were carrying this heavy weight, but they were, they would, they just all seemed to be struggling to to allow whatever was inside to get outside of them and they were just heavy and he said I realised that the the nation's grieving so I I went okay yeah again it came there's something going on as he was thinking about that I was thinking well it's beautiful because for probably over two years here in this house of course we've been lifting Jesus up but we've also been talking about learning to lament. Hopefully, if you've not looked at that, you can still look at it. You can still find it. It's all online. You can go and listen. And it can help you to deal with the things that you need to deal with. Because like I said, there's a lot of people who perhaps have written they might have journaled what they're going through they might have talked about what they're going through they might have felt a little bit of what they're going through but still it sat there and actually it needs to come out it needs to actually be given up to Jesus you have to give him your ashes it's beautiful ashes but you have to give him your ashes you can't keep holding them. You can't keep pulling them behind you. And this was the interesting thing, that as we were on our way to Sorrento, um, if anyone knows about Sorrento, Sorrento is not far from Pompeii. Pompeii, of course, is at the foot of Mount Vesuvius. And at the other side is a is a, a town called herculane So it's kind of in between these two towns both of which were affected when that erupted vesuvius erupted in AD 79 i believe it was like august the 23rd august uh, august the 23rd AD 79 something like that and what happened is that as it erupted there were huge boulders like missiles that came out of the volcano and completely destroyed Pompeii. And there were boats in the harbor. I think there's been a film made about this. I don't know if anyone's seen that film. But it completely destroyed all the boats in the harbor, just devastated the whole of Pompeii. And Pompeii, of course, is well known for this uh, eruption. But the other side, Herculane, is not so well known. But what happened with Herculane is that all the ash from the volcano came out of the volcano and it came down and covered the whole of the town, the city. And and everything, and everyone was like, they were frozen in time, if you want. Um, And many years afterwards, while they were excavating, they found out that under all of this ash, everything was still intact. Everything. And in fact, we saw pictures, most beautiful pictures, of um, things that were from AD 79 that still had colour. They still had the colour that they had back then. <clears throat> and of course, there's two ways of looking at it. On the one hand, these were old things. So so finding them now, they were old things from centuries ago that had been laid under mountains of ash. So there's some old things that maybe we've got to deal with that are laid under mountains of ash and properly deal with them. Because you might have known about them. You might have known that there's some relics and antiques from years and years ago, but you have to deal with them. Even now as I'm speaking, you need to just say, Lord, I want to see them. Because I want to deal with those antiques. I want to deal with those relics. Some of them I need to get rid of. Some of them will be restored to their original beauty. Some will be restored to its original beauty. But the ashes, we've got to give them to him. You've got to give the ashes to him. Beautiful ashes, joy instead of mourning. I suppose you could say that we're all, and I've said this many times, there's those, all of us have our life, our being, our movement. In him, all of us. There is not one person walking anywhere upon the earth that does not have his or her life and being in God. Not one. Not one. The devil is father to no one. Listen to me the devil is father to no one. There's not one person alive anywhere that does not have their life and the being and the movement in God. But of course, there are others that have found that life, found the life. Should we say the life has found them, and they've been born again, or they've been born from above, and, and, and life has entered in, and now they're beginning to express that real life that they really are, because that is war. Christianity is really all about. It's about us finding our life in him and beginning to express the real true people that we are. So that you become the original you who was created in his beautiful image. You were created in the image of your dad, okay, who is also your mum because he's everything. Huh? He's your dad and mum and you go back. Before you ever were conceived here, you were conceived in him. He saw you, he loves you, he's with you, he kisses you. Before you ever got here, you were in him. Isn't it beautiful that? You don't remember your birth when you were born, do you? I don't remember it, I just know. I was looked after, I was taken care of. I had everything that I needed, I know that. And of course, I can hear some people going, well, my birth won't like that, okay. But I want to tell you that before you ever got to your mother's womb, you were in your father's womb somewhere. And now, we found our life in Jesus. And the whole point is that we begin to express that life that we are. And everything in you is aching for that moment. Do you understand me? That's what it means to be a son. Every son is awaking to the moment. Just like the creation is awaking to the sons of God, every son is awaking to this moment because they're recognizing that this is why I am here. I am here to walk and represent the very image of God. I'm here to have relationship with him and to have a fullness with him that I've been longing for all my life. And all the things that are going on everywhere are conspiring to cause you to shout out from inside yourself and to finally be the person that you always were created to be. Everything is conspiring towards that end. Do you understand me? If there's conspiracies, it's all conspiring to all that end. To that end. And yes, Jesus is going to restore all things. So no matter where your theology is, it really doesn't matter because Jesus is going to restore all things. He's going to reconcile all things. He is going to do all of that. In fact, it's all done already. It's all done already because the very thought that he had when he first had it meant that it was already done. Do you understand me? Because his life, his his thoughts have life in them as well. So you don't need to worry because Jesus is going to do everything that Jesus said he was going to do because it is already done. It's beautiful. Which means you can relax. You can relax. But some of you are not relaxed. Some of you are feeling anxious. Some of you are feeling like, what in all the world is happening? What's going on? I feel I feel uncomfortable. I feel not quite right in myself. What is happening? You have to give him the ashes. You have to give him the ashes. All of them. All of them. So, this was interesting as well. Because we we kept going into this theme, the whole of... Last weekend, was it last weekend? Yeah, it was last weekend. We kept going at this theme the whole of last weekend. And um, as we were driving back to Naples Airport, the guy who was driving us, I'll, he'll remain nameless, but the guy that was driving us, he, I could see that his countenance was different. And I said, are you Okay and he said well interestingly he said during the course of the weekend i've been remembering in a different way all the people that walked away from us and of course he was uh, one of one of the leaders of the, the church and as he as he began to talk i began to see tears running running down his face very gently and i said what was that? And he said, well, I've known what has happened. I've known about what has happened, of course. But he said, this weekend, something happened on the inside of me where I've just felt this enormous, like, release of pain from... And he said, I knew about it, but it was nearly like it's just been waiting there. And he said, now it's coming out. And I thought, you know, that's, that is what is going to happen. That is maybe what's happening to some people already, and they don't perhaps understand what's going on. But there is a mourning that is taking place. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted, said Jesus. They shall be comforted. The Holy Spirit is going to comfort you. But you have to mourn. You have to give those ashes And you have to give, as it were, yourself permission to do that. Just say, yes, Lord. I give myself permission. I give myself. Because some have not. Some have not marked. This is the other thing that we need to be aware of. There is coming a time, and I think I've said it before, but everyone needs to understand that you have some responsibility for what is happening today in the earth. Some responsibility. We all have some responsibility because what we're seeing is an unfolding of things that have been happening for many, many years. But there's an increase of those things that are taking place today that have been going on for years before. And now it's been made manifest. And as it's made manifest, it's very frightening. And and of course, some people might go, "Oh, well, I haven't seen anything. Well, that's because you're not looking. That's because you haven't opened your eyes yet. But you are going to have to open your eyes to what is going on. And when you do... Just like in your own life, you've got to take responsibility for the things that happen in your life. No more blaming God, no more blaming everybody around you, but actually, you have to take responsibility for the things that are to do with you. Once you do that, you can get. It's, it's this real moment right now. There's a real moment going on. And we don't like real, because real is uncomfortable. It feels like, no, no, we're Christians. We should just be able to fly through the air like a a loaf of nimble. (laughs) No, but we we actually believe that. We believe that somehow, because we're Christian, everything's going to be okay. And it's all roses. But actually, no, life is tough. Life is very tough. Does anyone know that? Life is tough. And as we wake up to life and to our own lives and where we are in life, it's very painful because we see, firstly, we see about ourselves. And that's going to be the big change. It's not going to be thinking about everybody else. It's going to be thinking about you and where you are right now and what's going on for you. Which is what God said in the garden, wasn't it? He said, Adam, where where are you right now? Not because he didn't know where Adam was, but because Adam didn't know where he was. Where are you, Adam? What's going on? And of course, we've been very blessed because we've learned how to share. We've learned how to write. We've learned how to do all these things. But now, you have to take some time with Jesus. Okay? With Jesus. Not with the Bible, not with your prayers, not doing things, but Jesus wants to see your beautiful face in the sense that you actually present yourself to him and spend some time with him because he actually loves you. He is a real person. He's not just a figurative character. In a book, he's not just this incredible king, although he is, he's not just this faraway king who reigns and rules and who we sing songs to, he's actually the lover of your soul, he's the comforter of your heart, he's the one who wants to kiss you and speak to you and sing songs to you. But now, is the time to embrace him and go, Jesus, I want to tell you everything. I want to give you everything. I don't want to leave anything uncovered. And I was talking about this as well to the folks over in Sorrento, and they'd come from all over Italy uh, to be there, and, uh, oh, they, they got a cinema for us. Astounding, wasn't it? We were sat at cinema. Me and Adam, it were beautiful. We thought popcorn were coming on soon. <laughs> it was it beautiful. Big plush chairs. It was wonderful. But as, as, as everyone sat there, I'm saying, you know, it's so important that you allow Jesus to walk in this multiplex cinema of yours called your mind. That y- you allow Holy Spirit... To walk in here. Because let's say there's 14 cinemas. I don't know how many cinemas you have in your mind, but I have quite a lot. And in fact, these days, it's beautiful because I can see five or six of them all at once, which is amazing. But it's like he wants to walk in the cinemas of your mind. And I mean every cinema, everyone. So that means you've got to open the doors and go, come on, Jesus. I want you to sit in the cinema of my mind. I want you to walk and talk and, and look at every screen to see what's showing in my mind. Come on, this is, this is what we do right now. Thank you, Jesus. We just let him in. Every screen, we just let him in. Come on, let's just do it together. Father, we just want to thank you. For our beautiful minds, Lord, that have been transformed in astounding ways. We're so thankful, Holy Spirit, that you are the one that is doing all the transforming work. And we open the doors of our cinema complex, Lord, right now. And we want you to come in, Lord. We realize that nothing is hidden from your eyes. Nothing at all. Everything is seen. And we're saying right now, Holy Spirit, we want you to come into our minds, into those cinemas, and look at all of those screens, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that there is no condemnation with you. There is no judgment, Lord. But you want to walk right in there right now. And as you do, Lord, the life, the blood of Jesus cleanses our minds Lord from every dead work from every dead work Holy Spirit flow right now in our minds we're asking and Father as, as you were there walking with us Lord we ask we ask Lord that if there's any opinions Lord we're full of opinions Lord and judgments. And we think we know, Lord. We think we know. But oftentimes, Lord, we don't really know. And we make harsh judgments, Father, and harsh opinions on people. And we say that we're sorry, Father. We're sorry for those things, Father. And we ask again, Holy Spirit, flow. Holy Spirit, flow right now. Flow, Father. We say, yes, Lord floor. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Judgments and bitterness, Father. We want to give up bitterness, Lord. We realize if we hold things Father, and we hold them with a wrong attitude, Lord, that they become, they become harsh and jagged and they cut and they hurt. Not only ourselves, Lord, but others as well. So we just say that we're sorry, Father. We're sorry, Lord. We're sorry, Father. Thank you, Jesus. All bitterness, Lord, all resentment. We just give it to you now. And the ashes, Father. The ashes, Lord. The ashes of past relationships, Lord, of losses, of people that we miss, Lord, of situations that are happening right now, Father. Lord Jesus, right now we're asking that you would walk into our garden, Lord. Walk into our garden, Jesus. You are the vine dresser. You're the one who tends and cares for us, Jesus. Holy Spirit, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I also thought about this while I was do you remember those big fires that we had, we didn't have them but Australia had them and the thousands of acres of trees were destroyed and plantation were destroyed, do you remember that some years ago and there was talk that those, those fires would wipe out all this life and nothing would come from it for years but of course that's not true because all the ash actually laid on the ground and somehow began to fertilize the ground. And now all those places are fully fruitful. It's amazing. They're fully fruitful. We agree, Anne. We agree. Jesus' name. Everything's good. Thank you, Father. Um, Everything's fruitful there. And I was thinking about Mary, and I might have said this a couple of weeks ago, but Mary, when she met Jesus after after he was risen from the dead, it says, and she supposed that he was the gardener. She supposed that he was the gardener. Did you remember that? And of course, right in the beginning, and I'm just reminding you, right in the beginning, Jesus walked and talked... With Adam and Eve in the garden, didn't he? Can you imagine I mean just, just try and imagine that that scene. Father God, Holy Spirit, Jesus, glory, wonder, wonder and beauty everywhere. Adam and Eve talking face to face with Jesus. Face to face with him. Now that of course was the purpose. That was the purpose that they have. You understand me? We're all, we're all going around going, what's our purpose? What are we here for? What are we doing? What's going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. Listen, your purpose is to delight the heart of Jesus. It is. That's it. Hey, just stop there. Just there. That's it. That's you. I'm talking to you right now. You can sit with Jesus, you can talk to him, you can blow him kisses, you can sing to him, share, and you can do a little dance, you can tell him all your weird pictures. She has lots of pictures, she has, she's got like this creative thing going on, it's beautiful. But honestly, you and you might be the same, but all of these things we can just give them to him, You can just be and give them to him. But of course. Then he said to them, tend the garden. And they went, oh, great. Off we go. It's off to work we go with the shovel and huh? That's what they did. They went, that's it. We're off. We're going now. Now we've got our purpose. No, no, you missed the point. Missed the point. The purpose was face-to-face with Jesus. And I was saying over the weekend that this is the whole journey that we're on. Is taking us to this place. My job, if you want, as a father, is not so that you all go, oh, oh, he's this wonderful father. He's this brilliant father. No, no, it's not that at all. My job is to present you to the father. Do you understand me? My job is to make you look beautiful and to help you be that son and that daughter to the father that you can be. That's my job. And if I do that, I'll be happy. That's it. I don't need anything else. That's the most beautiful thing a dad could ever do. But all this journey, whatever, where, whichever journey you were on, and I, I realize there's many people on different journeys and different aspects of it. That's okay. It's all leading to the original thing, the original intention face-to-face, with Jesus, you and he. And of course, when it's real, that relationship, your heart for each other just gets bigger and bigger. Do you understand me? When that relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father is real, then the love that you have for other people just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So you don't even have to worry about that you understand that? If you say that your relationship with Jesus now makes you smaller and smaller and smaller and, and you don't love people as you did, well, there's something wrong. The love of Jesus gets bigger and bigger. It's a beautiful thing. But I don't have to worry about that. So Jesus is in the garden with Adam and Eve. And then he says, okay, this you can do this and they went yes great we're doing something now we're off but when, when jesus finished everything that he finished and he rose from the dead and she saw him she said it's the gardener she was wrong was she he is the gardener and actually you can you can't do it you can't actually do it do you understand that you cannot do your garden. You can't. You have just got to give him what's in the garden. Just give him what's in the garden. So let's just pray. I know these are, it's our children just coming back. It's all right. You've seen them all before. They look just like they did before they went, just more glorious. All right. So let, let's just pray into this. I just want to pray into this. Because your heart is your garden. Father, I want to thank you that you are the gardener. You're the one, Lord, who walks around our heart, as it were. And we want you to walk around our heart, Lord. We want you to walk around the garden, Lord. And we want the streams to flow from the innermost being, Lord. We want the streams of living water to flow, Jesus. But we're asking, Lord, that as we give these things to you, whether it's now, whether it's later in the week, whatever goes on, Jesus, that you, Lord, would be the gardener. You're the gardener, Jesus. So please, Lord, we're asking, please deal with these things that we give to you, Lord. We want freedom, Lord. We want health. We want life. We want restoration, Lord. It's time, Jesus. It's time, Lord. It's time all over this land, Lord, and all over the nations of the world, Lord. It's time, Jesus. The hour has come, Lord, that you be glorified, Jesus. You be glorified, Lord. And we thank you so much, Lord. We thank you so much. I'm just gonna now this may seem really strange, but when we were coming from Naples, so just stay there. I'm... you know they used to call me Les Dawson when he used to play up here before. If anyone knows Les Dawson, he used to have this incredible knack of playing the piano and getting the wrong keys. Um, so I've been known to be called Les Dawson before now um, but on the way from Sorrento as I was in the car I felt like Jesus put a, a tune in my heart and I just started humming it but I didn't really know what it was it just had Jesus in it and then eventually as I, as I carried on I realised it was, it was this song called Jesus How Lovely You Are and it's, it's an old song but it's a beautiful song. And I then went on to the thing and went, okay, I could I could play it, but but they were a bit it were a bit like old fashioned, if you know what I mean. And I just thought, no, that doesn't sound right. Then I asked Faye and Faye said, I'm not familiar with that song. And then I thought, okay, well, I suppose at last chance I can I can try and get the music. So I actually went online and got the music, and then I thought, I'm gonna play it. And then I thought, "Oh, what if I get? It? What if I play some of the notes wrong?" But then I thought, well, it's worth it. It's worth it if it brings healing. So I just want to be obedient. That's all, and play it, and maybe I'll even sing it. And, and maybe even the, the, the folks can come up and help me. Maybe fake can take over. <laughs> eventually. You might have to turn this off on if I'm... Yeah, you know what you're doing, don't you? Okay, is this... Oh, oh it's a long time since I've been here.
0: you shine you shine
1: Lord like the morning star and just as you said to Moses Lord as he lifted up that serpent in the desert Lord and people were healed Lord the same thing when you were lifted up when you were lifted up Jesus all men will see and know you Jesus when you were lifted up Lord And there will be healing, Father. And Lord, right now, I just release, Father, healing to flow in a whole new way, Father. Healing, Father, in the hearts and minds, in the souls, Father, healing everywhere, Father. And thank you, Jesus, for relationship with you. It's going to be more and more beautiful.
0: More and more beautiful. Thank you, Father. Thank you for